Day three of the Pro Farmer Midwest Crop Tour, sponsored by Pioneer, is wrapping up. Welcome to the Crop Tour podcast here on the AgriTalk app. Of course, this podcast is brought to you by Pioneer. Illinois, it's in the books. Brian Grady's the editor of the Pro Farmer Newsletter and the leader of the eastern leg of the Pro Farmer Midwest Crop Tour. He joins us now. Brian, got to feel good. One day left. One day left, Chip. Yep. Just one day. Absolutely. Okay, let's get right to the numbers. What would you find in Illinois? 192.6 bushels per acre is the average. Uh, And that comes off of uh, 213 samples out of the state. Uh, The, you know, it was up 6.6% from what we found in the state last year. Uh, Ear counts are the driver there. They were up 6% from uh, what we had last year. And uh, grain length, it's actually down uh, 1.8% from what we had last year on tour. Right. And it looks like kernel rows up just a bit there, too. Yeah, uh, the kernel rows are up, so that does come into uh, play. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, the primary driver remains the ear count. Ear count. That's been consistent across the, the eastern uh, Corn Belt. Yeah, it, it's that ear count. I mean, those guys really got after it. You know, it makes me wonder what's going on with the variable rate seeding, if maybe we're stepping into a high pop areas. Uh, you, you know, it, 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 those thoughts go through my head when I see the kind of advances that, that we're seeing on the, on the ear counts in the eastern Belt. Well, I wouldn't think too hard about it, Chip, okay. because USDA told us that the, the 10 objective yield states were uh, record for ear counts. So, um, you know, I I think it, it's out there. Yeah. Ear counts are out there. I mean, yeah. that, that's the bottom line. Absolutely. Um, before we talk about the health of that, that uh, Illinois uh, corn crop, let's get the numbers out there on soybeans. What would you find? Uh, pod counts in a three foot by three foot square, 1328.9. That was up 8.0% from last year. Um, so once again, the theme continues with uh, bigger pod counts. Uh, I will mention, though, that uh, of the states that we've sampled so far, uh, that's the lowest increase year over year uh, of any of those states. Uh, yeah. The others were all double digits above last year. Exactly. Okay. Back to corn here so that we can put some perspective on this number. 192.6 bushels per acre, up 6.6%. USDA on August 1 put the crop at 207, up 3% from last year. Now, if you're going to look just at the percentage changes, you might think that maybe there's room to the upside on that Illinois crop from USDA even, but it's a completely different crop this year than it was a year ago. Yeah, it's very mature, Chip. Uh, You know, we're within a couple weeks of harvest in some of those locations that uh, we sampled, and uh, it you know, that, it's, that sounds crazy, but, uh, you know, Labor Day weekend and, and beyond, the combines are going to be rolling in some of those areas. So uh, very mature crop. Uh, typically, our yield formula does better in yield years when uh, right. we're sampling a, a mature crop versus one that's uh, less mature. And, uh, you know, you mentioned it last year. We, we sampled a lot of potential, uh, and it finished really well, very, Brian, very well. Brian, how did the tour do last year on Illinois? Uh, you know what? We missed the trend in Illinois, so uh, we didn't do very well uh, in the state, and, and uh, it was that finish. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the numbers are what the numbers are coming out of the field, um, but you can't uh, you, you can't quantify how the crop's going to finish. You can guess at it when we put our spin on it with the pro farmer estimates, uh, but, uh, you know, really, 
Um, it, it was the finish there last year that, that just pushed it over the top, and, and uh, that got us going in the wrong direction with the trend there. Exactly. Now, this year, because of the maturity of the crop, you've got to feel like we measured more yield, and there's way less to gain in the state of Illinois than what there was a year ago. Oh, I, I, I don't think there's any doubt about that, uh, okay. just because it, it, it's a very mature crop. Uh, right. It's the most mature of the, the three states that I've been in so far this week. Okay. Um, go back a couple, go, go back three, four years, and leading up to last year's miss of, on, uh, of the Illinois corn yield by the crop tour, that, uh, that tour method that we use over there in Illinois was lining up pretty doggone well with USDA's final numbers for the state. Oh, you can go all the way back to 2010, and it was pretty much spot on yep. until last year, and last year was the miss. Uh, prior to, to 2010, we had a couple of years in there where we missed two, but uh, Illinois has been our closest state uh, yeah. on average. Uh, since 2001, uh, you only have to add 1.1 bushels uh, for the miss, the miss factor. Uh, in the state of Illinois. So uh, we've been very close in Illinois. And that even includes uh, last year's uh, pretty significant miss. Yeah. So if you use the historical average miss in the state of Illinois, that would push that yield up to just under 194. Right. Well, yeah, it'd be about uh, 193.7. Right. So, um, you know, that that's a long ways off from the USDA. From 207. And once again, we're not out here to prove or disprove USDA. Right. Um, but uh, it, it's hard to, in my mind, to, to get to 207 uh, when we're this far off in, in Illinois measuring a mature crop. Exactly. Exactly. And I think we need to leave it there on corn, Brian, because that is the critical point. Uh, what we measured is what's going to be there. There's not much room to the upside in that Illinois corn crop like there was last year. I feel pretty doggone good after talking with growers over there in Illinois. I feel pretty doggone good about that 193 number, uh, 192.6. It it looks pretty solid. Yeah, um, you know, I've I've talked to some people and and, uh, um, that have a pretty good grasp over Mm -hmm. there uh, for a pretty wide area. And uh, they don't feel like it's as good a crop as last year, right. and yet USDA's got them at a record uh, and and well above the record. Exactly. So, um, you know, I, I think that maybe there's some room to the downside uh, from USDA's 207 number. All right. Now, on to the beans here. Just real quick, any health issues that we need to be aware of? No, you know, I, I don't think so. Okay. Um, it continues to be the cleanest bean crop uh, probably across the eastern corn belt that I've seen. Um, it's healthy. It's... Uh, um growing it's uh you know the pods are there uh it looks great i mean you it, it's a bean crop to to kind of write home about uh so to speak any, uh, because any, it, what about this what about the number of small pods uh you know we haven't seen the number of small pods that we have in previous years we measure everything a quarter inch and bigger and uh, we're not measuring a lot of small pods this year right uh, most of them are are big pods and and uh, they're filling and uh, they're plump. Some years we, we measure flat pods, and, and you got got to guess on whether or not they're going to fill. Well, these are already starting yeah. to fill, and uh, they have moisture because uh, rains rolled across this week. So, um, you know, our soil moisture ratings are, are higher than what they have been in the past, and, and uh, it, 
it seems like it has everything it needs to finish at this point. It's got what it needs to finish, but it doesn't have what it needs to add bushels, and that would be new growth, small pods that we don't count. So once again, it feels like what we measured over there is it, it's not going to get any better than what we measured. Right. We didn't yeah. we didn't measure a lot of flowering soybeans. Uh, we didn't, you know, so they aren't going to add pods at this point in time. Right. There aren't a lot of those small pods. Um, what's there is there pretty much, and, and uh, it's a matter of how much it fills at this point. Brian, great job on the first three days. Um, the effort is pretty outstanding, 216 corn samples. That's, uh, that's a big number coming out of the state of Illinois. So uh, we'll see you tomorrow night up in Rochester. You got one more day left, buddy. Do you think you can make it? We're going to finish uh, strong, Chip. Uh, that's going to be my mes- message tomorrow morning when I go down there and the scouts are kind of dragging after three long days. You know, finish strong. Finish that's strong. Right. Get us to the finish line here and uh, get that, that last bit of data in to finalize Iowa and Minnesota and, and uh, you know, then put a wrap on crop tour. And, and uh, then we – begin our tough work of of trying to get the national numbers for the corn and soybeans. Excellent. All right. Thanks, Brian. That's Pro Farmer Editor Brian Grady. Jeff Wilson is the Pro Farmer Senior Market Analyst. He's leading the western leg of the Pro Farmer Midwest Crop Tour. Jeff, it's kind of a weird day, isn't it? It's kind of a weird day because we're over here doing the part of Iowa, the western three crop districts. We're just getting an idea of what Iowa is holding so tonight, all we have for final data are the results from Crop District 7 in the southwest part of the state, 4 in the west central part of the state, and 1 in the northwest part of the state. Let's get right to them. What did you find in that corn crop? All right, so down in the southwest, we uh, came up with the uh, average yield of 179.8 bushels to the acre. 38 samples, good sampling. That is down 5.8% from a year ago. Now, in, des- in district number four, we came up with a number of 186.8 bushels. That is up seven po- or 4.1% from a year ago and uh, when we had 179.4. Mm-hmm. Then in district number one, we had an average yield of 186.9 on 79 samples. So this is an area that people have been watching. Yeah. That is up 4.6% from a year ago when we measured 178.7. Okay. I just want to check your percentage change down there in seven. It was down 3.1% or 5.1%. I'm sorry. It was it was actually uh, down 5.8 bushels. Right. There and, you go. And down 3.1%. I There we go. Good. Good. Yep. No problem. So 172 uh, 179.82 in the southwest part of the state down 3.1% from a year ago. So what did what did the guys see down there? I drove through it. I didn't pull any samples in the southwest part of the state, but they're, they they it, it looks pretty ragged down there along 80. It it does. And it, basically we, we I mean it's it's just north of all the problems that are in Missouri and Kansas. Right. So uh, the, the ear count is down there. Mm-hmm. What's interesting is the grain length is actually up. Yep. I mean, that's, don't you think that's really strange? Yeah. I mean, when I saw that, I go, wow, man, the ear count. Oh, look at the grain length. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I thought we were having drought. So whether or not that comes, all those kernels really make it will yep. be very interesting at the end of the year. But 
we're down 3.1% from a year ago. So right. that that's very important part of this equation here. Now, when we get up into the central western area, mm-hmm. it's up 4.1%. And the ear count there, also down mm-hmm. from a year ago. And up in, in uh, Iowa 1, it's also down. Mm-hmm. So... What happened? It looks like we had some weather problems, right? Yeah, we absolutely. did. We late planning. It was wet. Uh, it was cold. It, and these changes, we go from 103 down to, well, 103.16 down to 102.82. So it wasn't a big dip in the ear counts in the northwest part of the state. I would take that right back to some of the planning issues we had because I doubt very much that they put less seed in the ground this year than what they did a year ago. So some of those uh, emergence issues. Then in the central part of the state, we went from 99.4 down to 95.9. That's a pretty significant drop. And in the southwest part of the state, from 97.4 down to 93.7. I think that's reflecting some of the wind damage that we saw. There's there's some pretty severe um, uh, green snap down in the area, and I think you just got to chalk it up to the wind. That's what the crowd crop scouts were telling us today. Right. They came through. They said, I didn't realize how much wind damage yeah. there was there. So obviously it knocked down a few stalks, which lost the ears. Uh, you know, it kind of is a continuation from some of the problems that, which were minor in Nebraska. It looks like this is maybe a little more mm-hmm. widespread in uh, parts of western Iowa. Yeah. Now, it's going to be interesting to hear the reaction from the group tonight in uh, northwest Iowa up in Spencer to that 4.6% increase in from a year ago in the northwest part of the state. It, it, that's that's going to be interesting to see what, what kind of a reaction we get there. Okay, on to soybeans, if we could. Jeff, what did you find in Iowa? All right, so let's start in the northwest district, okay. Iowa 1. We found uh, 1,082 pods in a three-by-three-foot square, up 9.7%. Now, if we go down to the next level, Iowa 4, we found 1258 that's up 8.7% and in Iowa 7 up 27% from a year ago wow. at 1445 that i did not expect that that's well, a, i didn't go through that area i didn't expect it either but this gets back to the idea that bo- that beans are just plain out ornery you know <laughs> they they really are and the stress that that crop felt it, it had to be the right amount of stress at the right time to get that crop to add those pods. But it's a much different crop than it was a year ago. Oh. Number one, this crop down in the southwest part of the state is done. It, it, it is not going to add anymore. A year ago, it had the potential to add some, some yield out there, and, and it's not going to add much, if anything. There's no blooms right now. Right. There's not going to be any new blooms. Right. It, we did get rain this week in that area, but it, I don't know if that is a positive or a negative. There was some widespread ponding. Yeah. You could tell where there was six and seven inches of rain right. when I was driving up north here today. Yeah. And so I don't know if that's a plus or a minus. We won't really know until the combines roll. Right. Exactly. You know what? I think we're going to wrap it up right there, Jeff, because... We've got through the numbers. This is just a partial look at Iowa. It's going to be much more interesting to talk about the state of Iowa with you and Brian tomorrow as he covers the eastern part of the, of the state. You'll, we'll get back and, and revisit some of these western uh, like issues. Plan. You yep. bet. I think that does sound like a plan. All right. Thank you for listening, everybody. Uh, we ran into some inconsistency today. I think that's the bottom line. It was really pretty surprising as Brian came across Indiana into Illinois. 
they started to see the inconsistency rise. It continued right through into Western Illinois. We talked with Peter Meyer from S&P Global Platts uh, earlier today on AgriTalk After the Bell. If you didn't get a chance to listen to that, go straight back into the AgriTalk app and take a listen to that. Jeff and I had a conversation with Pete, and it was pretty revealing about some of the issues there in the state of Illinois. Hope you've enjoyed it. We're going to be back tomorrow night with the final numbers from Iowa and from Minnesota. And to wrap up this year's Pro Farmer Midwest Crop Tour, I'm Chip Flory, host of AgriTalk. <music>